coming to you live from the first annual CFL Awards Banquet. You are immersed into the Chaos Cast, hosted by two jerks and a dork, where we blitz on every down, seeking to get ejected for targeting as we stiff-arm your trash fantasy football team, your only place for Chaos Fantasy shenanigans. I'm your host, Brad Kreger, alongside Levi Basham and John Spears. In this, the final episode of the 2022 CFL season, we look back at an explosive championship matchup, and Derek gets lauded for earning his first CFL title. The podcasters get emotional as they reminisce about some of the greatest moments on air, and John admits publicly that he wants Jeff and Lance to suffer significant losses next season. Let's get into it. All right, everyone. Final game recap of the season is here. It was a doozy. Derek caps off a memorable season with a dominating win over Rupert, Rob, the commissioner, and his Cleveland Steamers. And my co-host went the other way and picked the Steamers this week, but that's why they didn't win the Pick'em Contest of the podcast. And Take your victory lap. <laughs> I will. It's the only one I got this year. Um, and... The Houdinis uh, win 296 to 243. And it's basically wasn't super close, but it was super high scoring. Uh, you know, Mike freaking Evans just, you know, took the game away. made It, it made it a comfortable win for Houdinis. Uh, and it's based on what happened on Monday night. I'm not going to get into it, but, you know, with the – all of the things that go, went down it's good that that didn't come into play with this game and Derek was you know way way higher above uh, what he needed to be so the game wasn't a factor which is good um, so uh, not a lot to say here I'm sure Brad will get into the the details of the players but uh, just like almost every player in this matchup scored so many points uh it's just kind of a heartbreaking loss for the steamers you know they also had a good year uh both teams are explosive and it's really crazy um one note i'd like to say is that, that nick chubb was benched in this game I, uh which uh, that late benching uh well, i have to interview rob to see what, what his thought process was there I don't think it would have mattered, but, you know, if it was a closer match, that definitely would have uh, questioned the coaching decision there. But, you know, he was in the championship game. Nobody else but him and Derek were in there. So I don't know if you can question him too hard, but that was a peculiar uh, decision there. Uh, John, what do you think in this this matchup? Uh, First things first, I guess you want to congratulate the Houdinis. On their win, uh, they kind of they started the season strong and definitely finished the last game about as strong as you possibly could, even without two of his players going. Uh, I do give Rob a little credit here, even with the Nick Chubb uh, benching. I mean, that was risky, like, and I think that he probably, just my opinion, that he was probably looking at between Jarek McKinnon or Nick Chubb, because I feel like he was kind of big on Brian Robinson. We talked about it actually before the podcast. Like we didn't know what he would do. He ended up making that change and it didn't bite him. I don't think it would have mattered, but I mean, it took courage. There's no doubt, but uh, yeah, ultimately uh, Derek's team, it was, it was a lot. 
uh, I don't know how it have felt if that was if I was on the other end of that. Like Rob's team scored plenty of points to win most games with him not having the one guy go. So I felt as though Rob should he he belonged. He proved it. You know he was projected two thirty three and he scored two forty three, and he's probably looking around two sixty. You know maybe if Higgins played, but uh, Derek's team potentially could have put up the biggest number ever in the chaos league i mean he was shooting close to 300 with two of his guys not going although i don't think dawson knox would have played much of a role but overall i think you know congrats to Derek. he dominated and he he won in dominating fashion when he did uh so yeah congrats Derek. Uh, absolutely uh, congratulations is in order and a worthy champion there's there's no doubt uh, a couple of things that i uh, actually there's a lot here actually i'm sitting here i'm just looking through the roster thinking about last week and the first thing that sticks out to me is that there were one two three four five six seven players combined on both rosters who was in that Bengals bills game now three four of those were on the bench uh but still that game had a tremendous impact not on the final score as far as who was going to win, but it did have an impact um, in the total amount of points that was put up. Uh, in fact, robbing uh, Derek of a 300 bomb in the ch- fantasy championship, which, which, which would have only been, I think, our sixth ever. Um, and that would have been, we would have had two in this year's playoff championship or um, playoff uh, run. So um, that's definitely noteworthy. You know, and then like like Levi mentioned, I mean, Mike Evans just steals this one with 82 points. Just it's really hard to overcome that, and especially when Eckler drops 55. Cooper, uh, which Amari Cooper and I mentioned in the podcast last week, Amari Cooper had been very average, below average even, and here he jumps up with for 40 points. Um, and then Aaron Jones gets 26. I mean, up and down the roster, big points from Derek. Now, at the same time, Rob was, you know, he put up a nice fight. I mean, he got, he got 30, 38 from Mahomes, 53 almost from McCaffrey. Uh, Thirty DJ Moore puts up another big game. And then McKinnon, who's been on fire the last three weeks, and they're, they're actually Kansas City playing right now. He's already he's got another touchdown uh and tonight's game so um rob a worthy opponent uh, opponent without t higgins he still puts up 243.9 you know and uh in a loss that's tough i mean so worthy op- opponent for for derek definitely and congratulations uh it was it, it would have been nice for that that monday night game to to go through but uh obviously there was good reason why that that game needed to be canceled but uh yeah, great season, Derek. Uh, very consistent on the year. Had a little hiccup there towards the end, but uh, definitely uh, still ended up getting the bye and the number one seed. So, and then we get the number one and number two seeds playing in the championship. So, um, definitely a lot of chalk this year in the playoffs, uh, and even throughout the regular season, it kind of remained Derek, Amanda, Rob uh, up top, and it pretty much stayed there all the way through the playoffs. So, uh, definitely, uh, definitely two. Strong opponents go head to head, and Derek takes home the crown. Yeah, um, just to you know, go back a little bit. Like the most impressive thing that I've seen in this matchup was that to say with the the steamers have been arguably like the most explosive team in in the league, and Derek out explosive them in the championship game. 
just like just show that he he can he can get up with anybody else and blow up and like I know this isn't a three hundred bomb, but like it's kind of it's it's a three hundred bomb. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. And uh, it's it's just a very impressive. Congrats to you, Derek. Uh, you know, well deserved. Number one seed, winning the championship. Uh, and and to Rob put up a good fight. You know, we uh, definitely one of the most talked about teams this year. Uh, always. I'm sure he was mentioned the, as being the commissioner as well in almost every podcast this year. And great team, very explosive, very exciting team. I had, you know, very memorable, like lots of memorable players. I'm sure Rob will be remembering, or, you know, remembering this team for years to come. But uh, uh, congrats to both of you. Uh, we're making the money. And uh, but better luck next year, Rob. All right, everybody. Uh, coming to you from Rob's Garage, we're going to go over the CFL legacy statistics uh, and we'll start with all-time victories and sitting at the top, you guessed it, is going to be Mr. Derek Basham. He is overall head-to-head 34 and 26. Uh, Lance, and, uh, Lance comes in second with 33 victories. He's 33 and 26. Uh, Joey and myself are tied for third at 32 with 30, 32 victories, 32 and 27. Uh, and then we look at kind of the middle to the, the bottom. We've got the, the Randos, 29 and 29, all even. John is also even, 27 and 27. Then we have Jeff, 29, Rob, 28, Jason, 26, and Levi, 19. So that is the all-time head-to-head win-loss records with Derek sitting at the top. And we've been hearing that a lot lately, haven't we? So there's that. And then we'll look at the playoffs. So this was also uh, Derek tied first with uh, Lance with four appearances. However, with the championship victory, Derek passes Lance with now all-time three playoff wins. Uh, And of course, is tied with three others with one title. and then, of course, Lance has four appearances, two wins, a title. And then Joey, myself, and Jeff, uh, I'll call, come in with three appearances. Uh, Joey and me with two victories. Joey with the title. Jeff with just one victory, no title. Uh, and then at the bottom, we've got two appearances, a piece for the Randos and Rob. And uh, Jason, John, and Levi all won a piece. Um, all-time points is now and i'm gonna i'm gonna adjust this i think because i did not include the playoffs uh points um and i, I kind of think i should to be fair um because it, it counts and it should be recorded and so it should be in within this count but uh for all-time points leaders in a regular season uh i'm in first with eleven thousand uh one hundred eighty six, and then joey who's just under eleven thousand, and then derek it was just about 100 points behind that. And then uh, Lance and the Randos and Rob come in third, fourth, and fifth. And then Jason, John, Levi, and Jeff. So uh, we'll, we'll dig deeper into the, to those numbers uh, during the draft next season. Uh, just want to kind of give a quick overview. All-time fewest points against. This is kind of an interesting statistic because it kind of shows you who's had the easier schedule, if you will. So actually Lance has the all-time fewest amount of points against. 
Not surprising seeing that he's number two in all-time victories. So that does make a difference of how who you play and when you play them and how many points they score. And then not surprisingly, Derek is second with the second fewest amount of points. So the two the two teams with the most victories also have the fewest amount of points scored against them, which, you know, simple math tells you that makes sense. Um, uh, but Levi's got the most points against him with his record. That makes sense as well. Uh, and then Rob's down there with him. So, um, yeah, so a quick snapshot look at the fewest points against. Uh, looking at this season, Derek averaged 231.3 points a game. Uh, again, number one, Rob averaging 217, Brad 211, Jeff 211, John 206, Levi 205, Joey 203, Amanda 202, Lance 200, Jason 186. Uh, losing Lamar really hurt him there. And then points against for this season, Levi again had – uh, the most points uh, I'm sorry no excuse me <laughs> he had the fewest points against with uh, only 198 points uh, against and then Joey averaged 217 down uh, with the most so uh, yep quick overview there and uh, real quickly just kind of want to go through some head-to-head interesting records so let's take me first uh, I'm six and one against Joey all time but one and six against both Jason and Lance and one and five against the Randos. Uh, John is 0 and five all time against Joey. So he's definitely going to be looking for a victory next year uh, against his buddy there. Uh, let's see what else we got. Joey is one and six all time against me. But just like I mentioned, he's five and zero against John. What are some other anomalies here? Derek is six and one versus the Randos. Uh, so he's owned Amanda in the game. He's only one and five against me, though. Uh, let's see, Rob. He's one and four against me, and really everything else is pretty even. Uh, Jason six and one against myself. I just mentioned and Lance six and one against me. Um, let's see, Levi is one and five against John. That's interesting, and Derek. Um, so I don't know. Just a couple of interesting t- statistics there, um, head to head. So, uh, yeah, like I said, more we'll, we'll do more of this next season. I'll put up a, a PowerPoint, and uh, I'm looking at doing like a team pages for, for each team and breaking this down a little bit, little bit better. And uh, I just think it's a cool way to continue to, I guess, track our, our league's history, uh, how we've done, and just kind of digging into the weeds a little bit. But, uh, yeah, I just think it's all for that. Any comments from you guys? Uh, just uh, like – I uh, will be working on my record next year. <laughs> uh, I didn't. I didn't make it worse with my seven and seven, um, so that's good. Um, I, I just a suggestion. I would probably wouldn't you. Uh, I think we. I think it's time to take away the randos. I think we uh, put just to have Amanda. Like Amanda will have two years after the data after this year. I know. It, I know it helps with um, the curve and everything and how, but. Uh, but I think it's time to, to retire the randos. Um, but that's that's my two cents. Well, what do you think, John? Do you have anything? Yeah, I'm gonna beat Joey's ass next year. That's what I think. Uh, but as far as Amanda being the randos, really, I think until she is here next year at the draft. That's true. You know, she I've, doesn't. You know, she doesn't hey, show up. And I'm not saying that to be. I mean, I feel like she was very excited about it, and she's really enjoyed it wants to be here and do it that by all means yeah please stay <laughs> we would love to change out the randos but 
we've had everybody for one year and then they leave. So right. yeah. I think, you know, if she's here next draft, you know, unless there's some reason that she just can't be for whatever, that's fine. But yeah, I think overall the stats, some of them were shocking. Like I didn't know I was 0-5 versus Joey. That hurts me. Uh, but I'm one five against sleep. <laughs> it does make me feel a little better, which I was shocked about that. Uh, no, I do like the legacy stats. I think it's cool. It has in a whole new layer, uh, like rivalries we didn't even know existed. I, I think I have a loser record against everyone. So and well, yeah, Levi's Levi's got some work to do, but uh, yeah, it's cool. I like it. All right, so um, now we're to the portion of the podcast where we just uh, you know being our last uh, our episode of the season. Uh, I just wanted to look back and and see what our most memorable moments were of the year with you know this is our first season of the podcast and it's been a crazy ride and i've enjoyed every moment and i was just seeing what you you guys thought was your favorite moments of the year uh there's quite a few um uh, just getting to the just starting the podcast like i really didn't know what the thing like what's this going to be is this going to be a one-off kind of thing or I, I feel like I, I really enjoyed it and i feel like everyone else did too uh which is awesome uh i think it kept people engaged uh definitely the text thread probably to the extent that they were too engaged where they had to create channel b but I mean, I think that's all part of the the narrative of the season. It doesn't take away anything; it only adds to it. Uh, it was fun, annoying. Even when the times was a, little, a bit annoying, it was still good because it just it all fed into the league, and, and it made the season exciting. Uh, and you look at all of our records; you know, everybody was active, and everybody had, was in it to the end. Uh, but as far as like my favorite moments, uh, I wouldn't necessarily rank them. But I, I do uh, – Rob and Brad getting in each other's face. I mean, that was next level. That was great. Uh, yeah, tiny little pieces. Uh, and, uh, that's very gracious of me, dropping someone. Rob was awesome. Uh, really, all of the guests, uh, Derek and Jeff and and Luke and everybody, uh, they all nailed it. They all brought some. I, I felt – you can tell they cared. They want to get on here and – and do well and they all did they all killed it uh jeff calling me out <laughs> with the text message thing was funny uh it was cl- clever classic uh i feel like i would love to get everybody on in the future you know like next year going into it seeing how we kind of evolve but getting everybody here that, that wants to do it and i know it's a little bit nerve-wracking at first but i think once you do it you'll be, you'll be happy that you did um but overall, I think it was a, a huge success, and I really enjoyed it. And I really hope that next year we can add to it and add more people. Uh, Brad? Yeah, I guess just to kind of start off with more, I guess, my thoughts in general. I'm like John when we first – when this – credit to Levi, he's, he's the one that had the courage to bring it up. And then I, I think it – I think we all agree now as we sit here that we had no idea. And we probably, if you you wanted us to be honest, we probably would have told you that we didn't th- wouldn't have thought that the podcast would have lasted throughout the entire season. That was my feeling anyway. I was like, hey, you know, let's give it a shot, you know. Um, and I'm glad we did. I mean, 
at one point, middle of the season, the podcast had started to evolve into something different, more energy and guests. And we just started adding more stuff, just started getting adding, added. And I, and I, w- I went back and listened to our first podcast, our first episode. And just not that it was terrible, but totally, I mean, between six or seven episodes, just totally different energy, totally different, just more segments, more interesting, compelling content. Um, so that just told, that tells me that, you know, the league was into it enough to, to buy into it, to, to make it interesting uh, and fun. And the text line exploded. Uh, so, I mean, just in general, it made the season much more memorable, I think. Uh, I, this will likely, well, for sure, uh, be the most memorable of all our seasons, the four seasons, just, just because of how much how much content and uh, how much discussion has been around it. Uh, but some of my moments, obviously, meeting Rob uh, eye to eye on the podcast and uh, <laughs> going head to head there, that was that was great fun. Um, big perm. Some of the some of the sponsors. Big perm and his and his dog uh, Tater Sack stole the show in week whatever week seven or something. Um, D- Derek, Derek and his I don't know just his his vibe coming on the show and his, some of his little comments like call me sweet Bradley. Like it kind of makes me cringe a little, but at the same time it's. It, it kind of works, right? So, uh, and then my son introducing the whooping of the week and being involved—that uh, was that was cool as well. Um, but yeah, I, I just had a ball with it. Um, we all look forward to doing it every Friday. I don't think there was one Friday where we was like, eh, let's just take it off." We try, if, even if we one of us couldn't be there, uh, we got it. Somebody picked up the slack and we got it in. You know, so yeah, I guess that's. Where I would end. Yeah, one thing I forgot to add is I want to throw a shout out to Kyle, Dr. Teeth, yeah. for sending in some killer questions. I think there was one that was uh, top of my head, something to do with uh, Lance. And it, I, I, I remember it being hilarious. Like, I can't remember. Maybe Brad remembered. No, I don't remember that one. But I do remember him asking uh, Derek if he'd rather win the title or have a personality. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So kudos. <laughs> he apparently he chose the title. I uh, hope you're happy with that choice, Derek. Uh, but yeah, big shout out to Kyle there. Uh, yeah, just, uh, it's been great this year. Uh, it's way it's been way better than what I I could imagine or anyone else could. Like I I did you know shoot out the idea but it was kind of like a hey do you want to like make fun of everybody for a week <laughs> kind of thing and then it, it turned into this and uh, it, it makes me happy I, I'm glad that it um, that everyone enjoys it like it never I thought it'd become like a chore at some point and it, it just never oh, did um, but like yeah the some of the uh, that that's probably the biggest you know thing I'll take away from this season but there there's so many other things just to a piggyback from John, like just Derek tattling to Jeff <laughs> about John calling Jeff a coward. <laughs> the, the the Brad rivalry that turned into the Alliance and then it turned into Channel B forming. <laughs> so uh, it's, it's just been great. Um, 
I just want to shout out every, all the um, all the guests have been mentioned, but I just want to shout them out and thank them for being on. You know, Rob, the commissioner, he he, he uh, like when we've needed him on, he's always been able to come on. Hey, Derek, it's been a great competitor. He's been the in boss and he he filled the role perfectly. Doctor Kyle, Doctor Teeth, you came in, filled in for Amanda. Uh, Jeff, showing how average he was. And then Luke being, getting everyone hyped for the whooping of the week. So, like, uh, thank you all for being on the podcast and helping us out. Uh, shout out to all the sponsorships, House of Earwax, Big Perm. I, I believe Big Perm found his dog, uh, Tater Nuts. <laughs> uh, so, it's good that everybody could help. Tater Sack, excuse me. Uh Shrinking Ray, Ant Farm, Pinnas, Cy Scruggins, and Sherman Scooter Shop. Thank you all for sponsoring. Hopefully we can get, you know, many more. I'm assuming money will come. uh, Yeah, we'll have to check the mail. And we'll have many more sponsorships to come. And... uh, And I'd just like to, you know, thank everyone for listening that, you know... uh, isn't a part of the league. I, I know some of this probably doesn't make sense, but I, I appreciate every, everybody that, that writes in, that listens. It's uh, I, I can't imagine what the show would be without you all. Uh, Brad, what's up? One more, one more thought just came to mind, and it was early in the season, and it might have been episode two, and we were sitting around, the, the, the podcasters, we were sitting around talking about content, and it came to our attention that Joey and Jason had both changed their team names. And the Joey, Jason was Dim Mock, yeah. and, uh, and Joey was, uh, yes. pardon the, or, or no, facing the consequences. Uh, and so that gave us two or three good episodes of content right there, just railing on those two clowns. Uh, but uh, so Jason and, and Joey definitely, they, and you know what? It looked like the podcast had an influence on them because by the next week they had changed their names back uh, to a former name. So uh, uh, that was just another little funny little funny tidbit there from the podcast over the season. Um, so every, everybody chipped in. I mean, everybody you – know, I mean, while not everybody got onto the podcast, that's fine. I mean, really only about uh, – only a couple of them couldn't. But, you know, that, that happens. But uh, look forward to, to, to more of the same next year. And uh, also shout out to Runic Dice. I, I, we don't have our sponsorship, but they helped uh, me and Derek and John get through uh, Rob and Brad's uh, speech and love for each other. So thank you all. Also, uh, you know, thank you to all the all the players, all the teams. Uh, you know, uh, this podcast would be nothing without the Chaos League and all the teams. Uh, this has been the best year I've ever been a part of, even though I didn't win. But like, I, it's uh, hopefully this is just going to be more good years to come. All right, everybody, we're going to jump into the mailbag slash kind of rap session. Just everybody kind of pass the mic and giving their thoughts on certain things. But uh, first question I'm going to ask both of you. All right, this is player X. Let's see if you can guess who it, who it is. Uh, they had nine rushes for 52 yards and a touchdown. But they had 75 catches for 812 yards and six touchdowns. Does anybody know who it is? Got a guess? Um, is it, yeah, Debo was, comes to mind. So, both of them guessed Debo, but it was actually 
Cooper Cup. He had 75 catches for 812 yards and six touchdowns in nine weeks, which includes a bye. So in eight weeks, he has seven total touchdowns and insane numbers. Which kind of leads me into my next kind of questions. A uh, few questions is, if you had to draft all over again, who would you rank as your top five picks or top ten or top five, however you want to do it? Uh, off the top of my head, I mean, I haven't looked at any lists or anything, but I would uh, – I'd probably go heavy wide receiver. Uh, I think I, I think Justin Jefferson, Tyreek Hill are probably in there. And then McCaffrey and – then you know I've if if Brees Hall's you know uh, healthy I I think he might be in there and then there's Eckler, uh, but and like but you can, with argument that John's made like Cup could be in there too I'd probably do uh, Jefferson Hill Cup McCaffrey Eckler. Yeah, uh, it's, uh, it's difficult to argue with those. Um, I, I do think that Christian McCaffrey is, is – so I'm trying to think, like, is, is this – if I could go back to the beginning of this season? Next who would, season. Oh, next season, uh, McCaffrey would definitely be in it. I like him at San Francisco. Um, so definitely McCaffrey. I, I, it's hard to argue with Jefferson Hill, as great as they are. Um Eckler gets so many catches. Uh, you know, you you really if if you wanted to pick Josh Allen, I wouldn't really push back too hard. Um, now, unless we change the point two next season, which would definitely. Devontae Adams, if, if Brady goes to the Raiders, that might be. Yeah, it's Devontae Adams could be in that mix as well, but. Um, you know, I mean, it's it's hard to argue against what Josh Jacobs did this season. I mean, he was the number one overall running back. I, I don't think I would take him number one uh, in the top five. Um, but, yeah, no, I think the players you mentioned, I mean, you, you could throw Chase in there as good as Burrow has looked. Uh, Chase had some injuries uh, this year. Uh, you could definitely throw Chase in the mixes there. With I mean, you're really splitting hairs up to me as far as Jefferson Chase and, and Terry Kill. Um so, yeah, that's how I would respond to that. Uh, I just want to say with Josh Jacobs, the reason why I didn't add him in there because it was the end of his contract, so he might not be on the Raiders next year. But if he is on the Raiders, I I would, wouldn't. Like, that's perfectly reasonable. Yeah, I think I'm pretty much in agreement. Uh, I think it will be, like, more different than it has been in the past where a bunch of receivers, I think, would go early. I still would – probably put McCaffrey or Eckler one or two with Jefferson making a push for either one of those spots as well. Uh, the same could probably be said for Chase and, and maybe you throw uh, Stephon Diggs in there or that uh, random quarterback maybe uh, uh, Philly's quarterback Jalen Hurts he makes a leap into the first round who knows but I think yeah definitely would be wide receiver heavy. But uh, as far as the players that were good who you would draft, who do you think were maybe one or two of the busts for this year? Uh, before you answer that, I will say that I believe that Jason probably would have made the playoffs with Cup uh, 
going back to that stat, the first question that I asked. Uh, but as far as the bus, who do you think were the bus out of the first, second, or first round or second round? I think the biggest bust is is Jonathan Taylor. Uh, you know, he there the Colts just like fell apart the first half of the year. They fired their coach and they couldn't really figure out how to run and he was the first pick and it just like tanked Joey's team and put him off on the wrong foot and he was just recovering the whole year since and you know, he pieced together a team to to work but like that, yeah, I mean that has to be the biggest bust there. Um, let's see some other picks. Um, uh, let's see, like Najee Harris was kind of a bust. I mean, he did pick it up later, you know, when uh, they were making a playoff push. But early on, he, like he was definitely not the seventh overall pick. Um, those are the two that really stand up. I mean, like Cooper Cup, like he had that. He was fantastic every week. He was healthy, and then he and then he got hurt. So I, I don't know if I call him a bust. Just like just kind of unlucky there. The other two, I think that you know they played the entire year for the most part. I think Taylor was shut down late in the year, but he was still not good. Um, but that that would be for the first couple rounds, I would assume. Man, this is the first time that I've looked back at the draft recap on ESPN.com. And, you know, we talk, I talked about earlier in the legacy statistics segment about Jason only averaging 186. But, I mean, look at, the, look at what he had to deal with. His number one pick, Cooper Cup, goes out. His number two pick, James Conner, he struggled with injuries all season. He never really was uh, 100% much. Uh, and then you look at Mark Andrews. He had struggled with some injuries and had Lamar out as well uh, there. Uh, and that was his third pick. His fourth pick, Cam Akers, I think he dropped him after like week three or, or something and then kind of picked it back up towards the end of the year. I mean, Jason and then Lamar is his fifth pick. So <laughs> Jason had a lot of bad luck. You know, I mean, he, he really drafted a pretty good team. And if Cam Akers would have – I don't know, been the Cam Akers towards the end of the season. And, you know, he might have had a – definitely would have had a playoff team, I would argue. Um, but, yeah, I would agree with uh, Levi, Levi Najee Harris was was definitely a bust, picked at number seven. Uh, but I would even say Kamara a little bit, uh, being in the second round, probably would have expected more from him yeah, this he, season. He was, he was good early on, then he, he yeah. kind of was disappointing. It was freaking um, – what's his name? But uh, Taysom Hill, small. Taysom Hill, yeah, Taysom Hill was he was stealing some points there. But I, I want to look at a couple other busts uh, that I one for myself was Zeke. Even though towards the end of the season he did pick it up, um, he really killed me early in the, early in the year. Um, Pollard was really getting the carries there, and had I think he was out for a week or two. And then uh, Jerry Judy, I really liked Jerry Judy going into the season. I. I Pretty much any player on the Broncos was a bust. I mean, was it really a good Bronco? I mean, Javante Williams goes out, what, week one uh, for the year, and then Russell Wilson was god-awful. Uh, Cortland Sutton was terrible. He had a couple gooses. And then Jerry Judy was – I mean, he ended up – he ended the year as a 27th overall receiver. Uh, but I was really high on him going – and I wanted him. Lance, Lance drafted him. Um 
but yeah those are a couple more i'd like to add yeah just uh i talked about the earlier picks but some later ones uh i the the zeke was a little disappointing he but he i think he was fine for what he got like touchdown uh for me personally Allen robinson aj dillon just like couldn't couldn't start them i could not like fill them in at it as a role and then they were my fifth and sixth round picks uh i'm sure john will get into kyle pitts and what uh uh apocalypse that was like because you just had to start him every week like at least i could bench Allen robinson and aj dillon um but um yeah, like Lamar, like was so good, and then he got hurt. That's a big thing. Um, a lot of the Green Bay players early on were bad, just like Denver. You couldn't really play any of them. Like Aaron Rodgers couldn't get it together. Um, let's see. Um, hmm. Uh. Chase Edmonds was a high pick. Couldn't get that to get. Oh, that was one of the Derek pick, but he got traded to Denver and then didn't play really. Uh, like uh, you go past like round nine and you can't really call them busts. They're kind of more like gambling lottery tickets, and those just didn't work out. But I think we touched about every like bust within the first you know eight rounds. But John, what do you got to say? Yeah, you're right about Kyle Pitts. Before I do that, I didn't know Jason's top five picks. Jeez, to even be in it <laughs> near the end is crazy. Uh, he just had one of those. Albums. Yeah, just one. Yeah, he keeps Lamar the whole year probably. That probably solves all his problems. Uh, but I, I would say not just Kyle Pitts. I'm going to say the biggest bust of the year with a tight end position in general. Uh, outside of Kelsey, I felt like – everybody was just kind of picking a guy you know or passing a a few guys around and it was kind of a lackluster position all year you never really expected much again with the exception of Kelsey uh it felt kind of like the kicker this year you know at least from my perspective I mean everybody knows the woes that I had I'm sure a few other people outside of Joey felt the pain of the tight end uh especially again Jason getting burned by uh Jacksonville's tight end. I can't even think of his name at this point. We made fun of it. Evan Ingram, you know, coming strong at the end and just breaking hearts. But, uh, yeah, that would be my pick for the bus is just the tight end position. All right, for the next question, with Derek winning the championship and all everybody, everything shook out, who do you believe, in, including yourself, who do you feel has the most to prove moving into next season? I mean, going over legacy stats, I think it's me, to be honest. Like, I, I have uh, the least amount of wins among, uh, you know, all the, the regular players. I'm Amanda with the randos has more. But, like, she got an extra win having eight and six, so she has a net positive. She has a better win percentage than me, so I put her above me as well. So I, I think I need to at least make a playoff run next year. And and show like I had I have all those championships in Derek's league, but I haven't been able to put it together. I had abysmal year a few years ago with a zero and thirteen. 
but uh, I think I have the most, uh, you know, every, but I'm sure everyone, you know, that there isn't going to be anyone next year that's going to be lacking motivation. Everyone's got something to prove. Yeah. Uh, I guess I would say Joey. And the reason why – well, the reason why I say Joey is because, I mean, up, up until this season he made the playoffs uh, the three previous years. This is the only year he didn't. Um, and he finished, if I'm not mistaken, didn't he finish in last or second to last? Yeah, so he, he didn't – he finished uh, weak. And, uh, you know, he's tied with me with overall wins uh, as far as all time. So, I mean, you know, Joey been a staple in the playoffs. And, you know, I would – I picked him. I think all three of us picked him to be in the playoffs this year. And he didn't make it. And uh, – but I think I'd pick him again next year if – I mean, obviously, seeing his roster first, but um, yeah, Joey is Joey's usually there. He cares. He's he may put more time and energy into his team and his roster than anybody, um, and he's you know usually there. So yeah, I'm gonna say Joe. I think the low hanging fruit would probably be myself. But uh, I'm going to take a different angle here. I think it's us podcasters, just in general. I think, you know, we got whooped by Derek, all three of us. Yeah. I think there was, what, five total whoopings among us three, I think, and maybe only one or two whoopings handed out. What, how many did you give? One? I gave out two. Got two? Two. I gave out three. And he gave out three. Okay, that kind of shores it up a little bit. But yeah, as much you know, we we're kind of the the centerpiece of the league, and we talked a lot of crap. We called people out, and two only one of us made the playoffs. So I feel as as a whole, if I could just, I'm gonna call us all out as podcasters. We have to do better. You know, I call Derek Mister Average. You know, or he's average and he's good with it, and then he goes on becomes the end boss and just dominates and then wins the championship you know it's kind of egg on my face uh we have power we're gonna call mr average next year i get yeah i guess it's true so i'm kind of leading in my next question uh who as maybe yourself i guess yourself who do you hope struggles next year like who do you hope just falls flat on their face and gets no wins and whooped Five times. Who would that be if you had to pick? You can't say Lance. Well, of course it wouldn't be Lance. Everybody loves Lance. Lance! Uh, even though he's got the second most wins. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the, the low-hanging fruit here is Derek, right? You know, he's got the championship. But uh, I think it should – I think it's going to be, you know, this was a really good year for Rob. He got to talk a lot of smack this year. I think he should eat a little bit of humble pie next year. Yeah, this is tough. I mean, I'm looking down the list. Like, I hate to go chalk, but it's got to be Derek. I mean, just for the fact that not just because he won it this season, is because he's he's up near the top in all the legacy statistics. So he's got the most appearances, the most playoff wins. The most titles now tied for. He's got the most all-time wins, uh, third and overall in points, uh, and he's got the second fewest points against. So he's not only been good, he's been lucky. So it's time for him to be unlucky. 
So I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna bet against Derek next season getting this uh, favorable matchup week in and week out as far as his strength of schedule. And I say he takes a turn for the worse, and he's sitting out uh, in out of the playoffs in a toilet bowl. Yeah, uh, I think for me, my heart says I want Derek and Rob to suffer great losses next season. Uh, To say that that would bring anything other than joy to me would be ridiculous. Uh, But my mind says I want Jeff and Lance to fall on their face. And here's why. They kind of hovered in the middle all season, and they dodged a lot of bullets. You know, they, they weren't too great and they weren't too bad and kind of just like okay I mean what do you say about teams like that so I say this as motivation to those two to be better than average you know I talked smack to Derek and called him average now I'm calling you guys average because I want you to be motivated next season to where you're taking bullets and people are calling you out and trashing your team because it's good and not be the middle of the road and just laying low. You know, I want to see a little more out of both of you. So I'm calling you out right here on this podcast for next season that you two are going to suck. Brother. Brother. Union brothers. But uh, that's who my picks would be. But uh, I think that will wrap it up to questions for me from the mailbag. Uh, I just want to say thanks to everybody that, that wrote in and came in and answered questions as dumb as they were. Um it was a, it was fun. It was one of the most favorite parts of the of the show. Uh, it was just random and goofiness. So thanks to everybody that participated in some form or fashion. All right, guys, we got a little addition to the mailbag. The whole league showed up minus Derek, but they seem to not care. Uh, I'm just gonna ask each one of y'all a question. Like, what was one of your the most memorable moment from the season, or if you just had any comment in general? Uh, a former champ, Joe, making his first appearance on the show. I guess my favorite moment was after all this shit talking, Brad talked about how his team was going to win, even though he started slow and he got put out in the first round of the playoffs. That was great. And he got 300 bombs. added that he got a 300 bomb. Joey throwing missiles. All right, uh, Rupert. I think the one thing that everybody's going to be talking about, including after this season, is, you know, for me, it's the alliance between me and Brad because it's it's, next question. Next question. Next one is. Jason, or we'll go to Jeff. So Rob's favorite thing was the alliance that formed between him and Brad, (laughs) but not mine. I think. My favorite thing, it's not like a single moment, it's you all doing the podcast because I told Lance before the season that I was like, I don't know if I want to do it this year. You know, I'm kind of, I don't know, felt like I, I was getting, I don't, I don't want to say tired of it, but it, it, yeah, I guess kind of burned out. Yeah. But I feel like the, the podcast has kind of reinvigorated everything. I mean, there was some rule changes and stuff. But the podcast, I think, has definitely reinvigorated things. So that's my favorite. Jeff, bringing the tears. Bringing the tears. 
I do. Would, I would like to agree with Jeff that you know the podcast really has made the season much different from other seasons. It's made. It, I feel like it's made it more enjoyable. Sometimes maybe really want to strangle some people's throats. I'm not looking at Brad, but I'm looking at Brad. But as for my actual favorite moment, I too am going to go on the spite train here. And after all the trash talking, especially the joking of in my you know ineptitude, I failed to check because I figured, hey, this person was playing. Like when my James Conner went out, when I was playing Brad, and then I proceeded to actually beat Brad with a guy getting a goose egg because I didn't think to check at one o'clock on Sunday. That felt glorious and oh man, that that just did it for me right there. Sploosh. I love it. Uh, Lance, what are your favorite moments? You want to make fun of Brad, please do. (laughs) No, my biggest thing, again, is the podcast. I mean, for years I've done fantasy and all that, and I've always wanted to make it big, and the guys that I had just didn't want to, and you guys have, and it's just, that's awesome. Oh, you know what? Me and Brad. Me and Brad. Me and Brad are the best thing ever in the CFL. It's in the book, baby. Man, that's All right, Chaos Fantasy Dorks. The first annual CFL podcast season is a wrap. And Derek gets all the glory as he celebrates his first CFL title. The hosts had a blast recording this each and every week. And we certainly look forward to next season. But as always, looking ahead to the 2023 season, continue to leave your smart mouth comments and filthy smack talk on the Chaos Group text line, and we look forward to bringing this to you again next season. But in the meantime, and maybe what's most important, nobody cares about your crappy fantasy football team.